0: Section twenty nine of the Letters of Jane Austen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Letter sixty nine. Hans Place, Friday, november twenty fourth, eighteen fifteen. My dearest Cassandra, I have the pleasure of sending you a much better account of my affairs, which I know will be a great delight to you. I wrote to Mr. Murray yesterday myself, and Henry wrote at the same time to Roworth. Before the notes were out of the house, I received three sheets and an apology from R. We sent the notes, however, and I had a most civil one in reply from Mr. M. He is so very polite indeed, that it is quite overcoming. The printers have been waiting for paper, the blame is thrown upon the stationer, but he gives his word that I shall have no further cause for dissatisfaction. He has lent us Miss Williams and Scott, and says that any book of his will always be at my service in short i am soothed and complimented into tolerable comfort we had a visit yesterday from edward knight and mr maskell joined him here and this morning has brought mr maskell's compliments and two pheasants we have some hope of edward's coming to dinner to-day he will if he can i believe he is looking extremely well to-morrow mr hayden is to dine with us there is happiness. We really grow so fond of Mr. Hayden that I do not know what to expect. He and Mr. Tilson and Mr. Phillips made up our circle of wits last night. Fanny played, and he sat and listened, and suggested improvements, till Richard came in to tell him that the doctor was waiting for him at Captain Blake's. And then he was off with a speed that you can imagine. He never does appear in the least above his profession or out of humour with it, or i should think poor captain blake whoever he is in a very bad way i must have misunderstood henry when i told him that you were to hear from him to-day he read me what he wrote to edward part of it must have amused him i am sure one part alas cannot be very amusing to anybody i wonder that with such business to worry him he can be getting better but he certainly does gain strength and if you and edward were to see him now i feel sure that you would think him improved since monday He was out yesterday. It was a fine, sunshiny day here. In the country, perhaps, you might have clouds and fogs. Dare I say so? I shall not deceive you, if I do, as to my estimation of the climate of London. And he ventured first on the balcony, and then as far as the greenhouse. He caught no cold, and therefore has done more to-day with great delight and self-persuasion of improvement. He has been to see Mrs. Tilsing and the mailings— by the by you may talk to mr t of his wife's being better i saw her yesterday and was sensible of her having gained ground in the last two days evening we have had no edward our circle is formed only mr tilson and mr hayden we are not so happy as we were a message came this afternoon from mrs la Touche and miss east offering themselves to drink tea with us to-morrow and as it was accepted here is an end of our extreme felicity in our dinner guest i am heartily sorry they are coming it will be an evening spoiled to fanny and me another little disappointment mr h advises henry's not venturing with us in the carriage to-morrow if it were spring he says it would be a different thing one would rather this had not been he seems to think his going out to-day rather imprudent though acknowledging at the same time that he is better than he was in the morning fanny has had a letter full of commissions from Goodniston. we shall be busy about them and her own matters i dare say from twelve to four nothing i trust will keep us from keppel street this day has brought a most friendly letter from mr fowle with a brace of pheasants i did not know before that henry had written to him a few days ago to ask for them we shall live upon pheasants no bad life "'I send you five one-pound notes, for fear you should be distressed for little money. Lizzie's work is charmingly done. Shall you put it to your chintz?' "'A sheet came in this moment. First and third volumes are now at one-forty-four, second at forty-eight. I am sure you will like particulars. We are not to have the trouble of returning the sheets to Mr. Murray any longer. The printer's boys bring and carry. "'I hope Mary continues to get well fast.' and i send my loved little herbert you will tell me more of martha's plans of course when you write again remember me most kindly to everybody and miss ben besides yours very affectionately j austen i have been listening to dreadful insanity it is mr Hayden's firm belief that a person not musical is fit for every sort of wickedness i ventured to assert a little on the other side but wished the cause in abler hands letter seventy hans place sunday november twenty sixth my dearest the parcel arrived safely and i am much obliged to you for your trouble it cost two shillings and tenpence but as there is a certain saving of two shillings and four and a halfpence on the other side i am sure it is well worth doing i send four pairs of silk stockings but i do not want them washed at present In the three neck-handkerchiefs, I include the one sent down before. These things, perhaps, Edward may be able to bring, but even if he is not, I am extremely pleased with his returning to you from Steventon. It is much better, far preferable. I did mention the P.R. in my note to Mr. Murray. It brought me a fine compliment in return. Whether it has done any other good, I do not know, but Henry thought it worth trying. The printers continue to supply me very well. I am advanced in Volume Three to my Arrowroot, upon which peculiar style of spelling there is modest query in the margin. I will not forget Anna's Arrowroot. I hope you have told Martha of my first resolution of letting nobody know that I might dedicate, etc., for fear of being obliged to do it, and that she is thoroughly convinced of my being influenced now by nothing but the most mercenary motives. I have paid nine shillings on her account to Miss Palmer. There was no more owing. Well, we were all very busy yesterday, from half-past eleven till four in the streets, working almost entirely for other people, driving from place to place after a parcel for Sandling, which we never could find, and encountering the miseries of Grafton House to get a purple frock for Eleanor Bridges. We got to Keppel Street, however, which was all I cared for and though we could stay only a quarter of an hour fanny's calling gave great pleasure and her sensibility still greater for she was very much affected at the sight of the children poor little f looked heavy we saw the whole party aunt harriet hopes Cassie will not forget to make a pincushion for mrs kelly as she has spoken of its being promised her several times i hope we shall see aunt h and the dear little girls here on thursday so much for the morning then came the dinner and mr haydon who brought good manners and clever conversation from seven to eight the harp at eight mrs l and miss e arrived and for the rest of the evening the drawing-room is thus arranged on the sofa side the two ladies henry and myself making the best of it on the opposite side fanny and mr haydon in two chairs i believe at least they had two chairs talking together uninterruptedly fancy the scene and what is to be fancied next? Why, that Mr H dines here again tomorrow. Today we are to have Mr Barlow. Mr H is reading Mansfield Park for the first time, and he prefers it to P and P. A hare and four rabbits from Godmersham yesterday, so that we are stalked for nearly a week. Poor Farmer Andrews, I am very sorry for him, and sincerely wish his recovery. A better account of the sugar than I could have expected i should like to help you break some more i am glad you cannot wake early i am sure you must have been under great arrears of rest fanny and i have been to B Bee chapel and walked back with maria cuthbert we have been very little plagued with visitors this last week i remember only miss harry's the aunt but i am in terror for to-day a fine bright sunday plenty of mortar and nothing to do henry gets out in his garden every day but at present his inclination for doing more seems over nor has he now any plan for leaving london before december eighteenth when he thinks of going to oxford for a few days In to-day indeed his feelings are for continuing where he is through the next two months one knows the uncertainty of all this but should it be so we must think the best and hope the best and do the best and my idea in that case is that when he goes to oxford i should go home and have nearly a week of you before you take my place this is only a silent project you know to be gladly given up if better things occur henry calls himself stronger every day and mr h keeps on approving his pulse which seems generally better than ever but still they will not let him be well perhaps when fanny is gone he will be allowed to recover faster i am not disappointed i never thought the little girl at Wyards very pretty but she will have a fine complexion and curly hair, and pass for a beauty. We are glad the mamma's cold has not been worse, and send our love and good wishes by every convenient opportunity. Sweet, amiable Frank! Why does he have a cold, too? Like Captain Mervyn to Mr. Duval, I wish it well over with him. Fanny has heard all that I have said to you about herself and Mr. H., thank you very much for the sight of dearest Charles's letter to yourself. How pleasantly and how naturally he writes! And how perfect a picture of his disposition and feelings his style conveys! Poor dear fellow! Not a present! I have a great mind to send him all the twelve copies which were to have been dispersed among my near connections, beginning with the P.R. and ending with Countess Morley. Adieu. Yours affectionately, J. Austin. Give my love to Cassie and Mary Jane. Caroline will be gone when this reaches you. End of section twenty nine.